I just saw a fat pigeon. Um, <laughs> what? I was just horrified to see a quite a Why? fat pigeon. Why do you have a in pigeon? A, in a in a fire coat. What the f*** are you even saying right now? <laughs> <laughs> On this week's episode of Art of the Short, Jory and Bethers mull over male fragility, muse about human metamorphosis, and for reasons unknown, admit disdain for a special few beloved musical icons in which Jory drops a bomb. We'd like to remind you that all episodes of Art of the Short contain explicit content and a masterful amount of spoilers. If you'd like to read the story before entering, a free link is provided in the show notes. Or if you give no whatsoever, just keep listening. Art of the Short is an interactive literary art installation. We overextend our opinions on short stories and make art of our interpretations. Like... Bethers will film a 10-minute short featuring only the expression of her eyes... While Jory reads her a hunting tale of terror. Stuff like that. Join in the conversation and send us your artwork to add to the gallery at artoftheshort.com and follow the installation on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Art of the Short to see what others think of this short story through their art. Hello there. How are you feeling? I got out a lot of uh, tools, a lot of... Uh, the tools. You know? Art supplies? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got out my tools. <laughs> I needed a lot of... It was a lot. I felt like it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how it went. I actually think that I felt it was a lot, too. Like, I was like, <laughs> I have to do something, like, really cool for this. And then I almost did not make it to this... <laughs> interaction with you because I was like, shit, shit, I just am not gonna have time to do this. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy with where we landed. I'm happy Yay. with it. Yay. Yay. I, I feel fine. Yeah. Good. I feel okay. I feel okay. good. I feel good. Okay, good. <laughs> she feels good. Good. I feel she got good. out of tools. So she feels good. Oh, my tools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This week's short story is by Korean author Hong Kong. A year after establishing her literary debut as a poet, Kong won a literary award for her very first short story titled Scarlet Anchor, a trend that would continue throughout her career. Writing pieces like Love and Yosu or The Fruit of My Woman, and then winning major Korean literary awards like the Kim Dongri Prize, the Yisang Award, Korean Fiction Prize, and today's Young Artist Prize, just to name a few. In addition, Kong has received extraordinary international attention for her novel, The Vegetarian, and her ability to reflect on tragedy and pain that, quote, fundamentally lurk deep in the human psyche, end quote. It's Hong Kong's sharp perspective and poetic approach to contemporary issues that have solidified her place as one of Korea's most controversial writers. This week we read The Fruit of My Woman by Hong Kong. It's about... A relationship. <laughs> a husband and a wife. Yeah. <laughs> Who's it really about? <laughs> well, it's not about a man, but... Uh, <laughs> like, he tells the story, right? Yeah. So it's a husband and a wife, yeah. and he narrates it for the most part. And then towards the end, it switches, and it's... She's narrating. She's writing letters to her mother by the end. Yeah. And I think we get to hear a little bit from her point of view, but mostly she's kind of... 
being described. Like, she's a little absent. Yeah. It's kind of judgmental. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very much the opinion of her husband. Yes, very much. (laughs) (laughs) They're in their house just doing, like, normal couple things, like reading the newspaper in bed or, like, drinking coffee or something. Like, just normal every day. Yeah, they're, like, a youngish couple to set the scene. They're in South Korea. Yeah. I think they're, like, in Seoul. They're in a big city, and they're in, like, a high-rise apartment, one of many. They're on the 13th floor. And, yeah, they are in bed when... Somehow it comes up that the wife, she still has these bruises on her body. I think they describe him as like... Pale blue bruises the size of a newborn's fist. Yeah, um, like all <laughs> over her body. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, this is kind of weird. Let's just like see where it goes. And she doesn't have any pain. Yeah, it takes you pretty quickly from like spring into summer and then... He's like, let me see how your body looks again. And he, like, makes her strip it down naked, mm-hmm. which is really uncomfortable. Which she's super uncomfortable about because, like, he describes that they don't have any intimacy in their marriage anymore. Like, they did in their early marriage, but then he gets too intimidated by her silences. Yeah. And she's, like, prone to fits of peak. Like, she's moody, he says, basically. Yeah. And she's, like cries a lot because she's used to living in the hillside and she's never lived in like an apartment like this and she is uncomfortable and doesn't like it and isn't settling in super well yeah and he doesn't like like his um, happiness to be disturbed by her unhappiness so he just like keeps her at an arm's length so he doesn't doesn't have to deal with her feelings yeah she, like, really uncomfortably takes off all of her clothes and hides mm-hmm. her, like, pubic area. And she's got these massive bruises. They're bigger. It's worse. They're, like, black and blue and kind of green-hued. And <laughs> they're just, like, taking over her body. <laughs> and at this point, he's like, you need to go see a doctor. Like, Yeah, but, like, how fucked up that he, like, doesn't offer to go with her or, like, do— take any steps out of his life I know to be a partner to her he's just like you take care of it don't hit yourself on the way out don't fall like da 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 he's like pretty cold he's like I'm just too busy you need to take care of yourself yes like you know I can't take the time for this yeah and then things come to a real head because he goes on a business trip and he gets back and she's not there we're hearing his internal dialogue where he's like, this is so disappointing. I was really looking for someone to tell my inane work stories to. <laughs> and like, she's not here. And not only that, but the dishes are dirty. Like there's left old rice. Yeah. yeah like It actually kind of scares him. And then he mm-hmm. goes into this like super pity party. Mm-hmm. I had like the biggest eye roll when I was reading it. <laughs> because he's so harsh on his wife and everything she does. He's like for the whole, like most of the the beginning of the whole story. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what what am I saying? <laughs> it is him complaining about his wife and why she's so unhappy mm-hmm. and he's like I'm perfectly happy. Mm-hmm. I make all the money I want. I have a house to support my wife in. I've got a wife. I'm really happy about all the decisions I've made and the things mm-hmm. that I've accomplished in my life. Why is my wife so unhappy? Mm-hmm. And so the, when he has this like pity party, lonely butthole <laughs> feelings. Good job. <laughs> yeah, I said butthole. <laughs> you just are like, okay, all yeah. right. Okay. Take, take take a seat, sir. You take a seat. Take a, take a rest. Take a little time out. <laughs> yeah. 
like when they meet and they're courting and they're young, like she's very clear yeah. that she wants to like travel the world. Yes. She never wants to live in a city. She never wants to be held down. She just thinks it's like soul killing. She talks a lot about like soul killing, soul crushing. Yeah. To be in like concrete jungle or whatever. Like she's very, very clear about this. And part of the way that he woos her is by like describing his dream yeah. as like growing beautiful plants and just like having this green, fertile environment. And she actually at one point does say that she's going to leave. She quits her job. Yeah. She pulls all of her money out and she's about to leave and they get married and she spends all of her money on their wedding and their apartment yeah. and she never travels and she gives up on all of her dreams, which he takes as a belief that like he, he feels pride in having like talked her out of these childish things. Like he feels really good that she chose him yeah. for her happiness when really it was like a real defeat. <laughs> Yeah. When they first met, they kind of explain each other as both being just really lonely people. And when they found each other, mm-hmm. it, more than them falling in love or anything, mm-hmm. it was like they were just both happy not to feel lonely anymore. <laughs> this is going to give you, reader, a little preview about what's to happen <laughs> here. Although I will say it didn't give me a preview my first time reading. Like, reading it back, I can't believe I didn't see what was coming because it's so, like, clear what, what a great job Hong Kong did. Here we go. Here's all of these beautiful, like, metaphors and similes etc yeah lilacs were sprayed out like severed tongues clotted with rotting white blooms trampled ripe peaches flesh oozed her cheeks the color of unripe apples pliant as a sweet potato seedling like large taro leaves these are all different descriptions through the whole thing the dull color of a weeping willow's branches, as brittle as dried radish leaves. That's how he describes her hair. He says her hair was as brittle as dried radish leaves. Yeah. So these descriptions have all been like very uh, morbid, dark, dying, dead, gross, (laughs) rotting. And that's what her body looks like. She (laughs) looks like basically a corpse. Yes. By the time he goes on this work trip and he... By the way, she comes back from the doctor and the doctor's like, mm-hmm. everything's fine. There's nothing wrong with you. He comes home. He can't find the wife. He's annoyed. And then he hears like a muffled sound on the patio. Out to the patio he goes. And she like croaks out one last word of like water. And he runs to get her water. She's like crouched over like stiff and can't move. <laughs> All the bruises have taken over so much to where they cover her entire body. And she's like colored like bark, basically. <laughs> and the only thing he can really see is her eyes and like a sliver of her mouth. But he knows that it's her. <laughs> he knows that it's her. He goes to water her. Yeah. And and then she starts blossoming. She starts fucking blooming flowers <laughs> and seeds and shit. Like literally <laughs> blossoming. Flowers. Yes. <laughs> he eventually plants her in a pot (laughs) I feel like we like skipped over some things we probably really should have talked about he plants her in a pot and then she talks about like how happy she is like she's never been happier or freer and like so you get to hear her perspective and a lot of it is like kind of these letters to her mother about how much she loves her kind of like a if you're writing like a end of life note and you want everyone in your family to very much end of life like Mm -hmm. know how much you love them very much she blooms and he says something like I've never seen my wife so beautiful before he says this yes 
And then winter comes and she's like, I don't think I'm going to make it through winter. Yeah. He says, when spring came, would my wife sprout again? Would her flowers bloom red? I just didn't know. Right before this, he buys a dozen small flower pots and planted her fruits in them. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. That's the story. (laughs) That's the story. The fruit of my woman is literal fruit that she grew from her plant body because she turned into a plant. She turns into a motherfucking goddamn plant. Goddamn. So I thought this was going to be, Mm -hmm. when I started reading it, and there was all, like, the emphasis on how her body was changing and started getting, like, hollow and she lost so much weight and, like, all the bruises. I was like, oh, no, this is going to be, like, a cancer story. Right. I was like, abort, abort. <laughs> this is, like, too traumatizing for me. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know. I guess I hoped it would be, like, sexy or something. Right? Like, about, yeah. about bodies and, like... Yes, yes. Like a steamy, steamy romance. Yeah. yeah. Like, but I did think it was going to be poetic, like very, like not straightforward because I knew it was like an Asian author. Mm -hmm. So I didn't think it was going to be like lewd necessarily, but I did think it might be steamy. Yeah. It was not really steamy, (laughs) (laughs) but it was full of beautiful metaphors. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. So gorgeous that I didn't even catch on to what was happening. Yeah. (laughs) Like the symbolism and the like illusion was meticulously used. Gorge. Gorgeous. Well, and dark though, like morbid AF. Oh, totally. Like lilacs sprayed out like severed tongues. That's the opening line. Oh, yeah. She like really comes in with the bat. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very visceral memory that I can pull from my own life like to have seen South Korea and to have lived in these crazy high rises myself she talks about everything being the same and like how suffocating it is like every floor every kitchen everything for 30 stories like how can you get down from the 17th story like how can you get out how can you breathe how can anything grow like yeah that is a very real experience that I have had very recently. It's also a visceral reaction for me just because I'm As a claustrophobic, claustrophobic. <laughs> Like, it is my nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> They're not complexes. They're cities. Yeah, it's a city. Here's what she says. She says, I hate living in these high rises. 700,000 people all crammed together. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to wither and die. I hate these hundreds and thousands of identical buildings, identical kitchens, identical ceilings, identical toilets, bathtubs, balconies, lifts. I hate the parks, the rest areas, the shops, the pedestrian crossings. I hate them all. <laughs> <laughs> There's just the same thing over and over. I don't know. It's um, She does a good job describing it and... Uh, it's not all bad. I will say that there's pros and cons to every style of living, I think. Yeah. So I'm not trying to write it off, but I do understand if you're unfamiliar with it or you're claustrophobic or you've only lived on the countryside, it can be wildly overwhelming. How did you feel about the husband's narrative versus her <laughs> feelings of everything? I just feel like ugh, <laughs> it's just distasteful. It puts a real distaste <laughs> in my mouth. Yeah. For some men's like fragility, like he's not flexible in any way to her being like her own person or her having ideas different than his. Like he has no tolerance or ability to manage or deal with that. And his wants and needs are so limited and boring. (laughs) (laughs) It's so great to see her writing a man's perspective. And it really is like... 
Yeah. I just think she like nailed. It's a skewering. Like, it is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it is what good. a lot of women want to say all the time. Sure. Obviously not all men are like the stereotype, but like. No, listen, it's just toxic masculinity. Everyone falls victim to it. Yes. It's not any individual's fault. Yeah. It's just like if you ascribe to the tenets of toxic masculinity and like yeah. patriarchy and you don't challenge them. Yeah. Then, then this this read that she's giving applies to you if you don't then don't worry like it's not about you yeah someone called her and her work south korea's kafka oh which i thought was kind of fun that's interesting and she said isn't that interesting here's what she said about her own writing she said this is a quote for me to write is to endlessly question what is life what is death who am i and uh i think that applies to this story one. Absolutely. And I think that yeah. applies to the comp- the Kafka comparison. Like, yeah. really heavy themes, like, not messing around. Yeah. <laughs> like, really getting into, yeah, what is freedom? What does it look like? Yeah. What's a, like, a, a life worth living? Totally. Um, and then something else someone said, which I can't paraphrase, so I'm just going to okay. just <laughs> tell you what someone said, like, these works were about. This was about her work, The Vegetarian, which is a novel that kind of was loosely based on the short story. They said that this work was about being at odds with society, about cultural control placed on women through tradition, peer pressure, and even violence. Yeah. And uh, I agree. I think there's less of that in this story, but I think if you use the story as like a point of departure, you can clearly see it. I mean, I think I can see it in this story too, but maybe maybe someone just reading it wouldn't necessarily like draw those huge conclusions, but it is violence. Yeah. It is like she, it kills herself. (laughs) Like she is no longer with us because of the control that society was placing on her through traditions and through peer pressure, through her husband's expectations. Yeah. Do you not think she killed herself? I think she definitely did. Well, I have a couple, I have, I have some things to say about that. I have a Western perspective, obviously. Mm -hmm. So the whole time I was like, what the fuck? She's living a life that this man has like entirely curated for them, for his own wants and needs. So I was getting like pissed about that. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, he complains about her body changing. Like there's like all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then she, in one sentence, talks about like the doctor, something to do with Buddhism. It just made me like shift my thinking. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, let's not look at this like it's my experience. Mm-hmm. It made me think about like reincarnation because mm-hmm. this story is about death and rebirth, obviously. So like getting born into a new body or a new life form mm-hmm. where you actually feel like you're meant to be there. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't feel like they're meant to be in the body totally. that they have. Absolutely. So is it crazy to think that maybe her purpose could have been to be a living plant or tree or do you know what I mean? So to pursue a full life, she had to pursue a rebirth in a new form, but it does mean killing off her old self. Like there's no way to get to the next stage of being who she is and fulfilling her purpose without killing her old life. But I also think more than just like someone completing a suicide, that's not what this is. It's like, yeah. it's more of a, tra- it's a metamorphosis. It is. Speaking of Kafka, it's a metamorphosis. <laughs> it, it is. And I will say to the husband's credit, like I was surprised and happy that he accepted her transition so well. Like yeah. he complimented her for the first time in the whole years of the story that we'd been through. Like when she like, 
gave fully into becoming her plant self is the first time we hear him compliment her. Exactly. And then he cares for her. Like she actually, the first time we get to hear her point of view, she's like, he's taking such good care of me. Like he knows I don't like tap water. So he goes to the yeah, like right. the hills and brings me water <laughs> from the brook. And that's like, right. That's right. He's really, really caring for her and she's really grateful. And I think they're really happy together because he says in the beginning of their marriage that, he had promised her all these pots of flowers and they tried to grow them, but they couldn't get anything to grow. He just keeps saying nothing would grow here. Even yeah. the hardiest plant won't grow here. Yeah. But then she was able to grow and thrive here with him tending to her and loving her and even accepting her death yeah. as she gave her fruit to be hopefully reborn. When you meet someone or see someone who is fully in their purpose, yes, you are in awe of them. <laughs> yeah. So like him tending to her and thinking all of a sudden she's more beautiful than she's ever been. That was a nice surprise to me. Yeah. And a turn that made this whole relationship and marriage and man much less shallow and much more interesting. Yeah. And you like your, yeah. not your bitter feelings, but my bitter feelings towards him dissipated a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, it was redeeming. It was yeah. redeeming. <laughs> Bethany, what did you rate this? I, oh boy. Well, it's easy. Five out of five dried radish leaf hairs, baby. Baby. <laughs> five, 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 fives across the board. <laughs> so, I mean, what can I say? It's beautiful. It's surprising. It beautiful. It's different than anything I've ever read. It makes me want to read more of her work. I'm very impressed. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love the translation. And you? Well, for fuck's sake, I want to give it a five, too. <laughs> Wait, what five can we do? Burnt radish hairs? What was it? No, dried radish leaf hairs. Five dried radish leaf hairs. Obviously. Because I just, because it was just good, okay? <laughs> I've never read anything like this. It is fresh, original. It's a dark piece, but it also has so much beauty in it and... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it, but <laughs> yeah, fucking five. I would give it a read, reader. If you don't always read, I would say read this. Read this. Read it. Give yourself a little prezi. <laughs> 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 Look forward to that. <laughs> Listen, I don't really like I know that's sacrilegious to say. No, I don't like <gasps> Really? How do you not know this? I don't like it. I can't I don't stand like it. I cannot I like stand it. And I don't like it. I know this is terrible to say. People right? don't like to hear it. They don't like to hear it. But it's just my truth. I also think that maybe it's like where we grew up because it was like really heavily forced on us. Oversaturated. I'm talking, I guess, from my experience. I feel like you probably had the same experience. I was. And it was just like every poster in every room, like weird sheet size posters hanging everywhere. It's just too much. I can't bear it. I can't. I can't. And I'm going to tell you one other thing. Maybe I'll, we should like bleep these names out. <laughs> this is going to be a doozy. Okay. 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 All right. Don't know what you're going to say. I don't think that <gasps> is that great. <gasps> what? Yeah. What do you mean? She does nothing for me. She does not like invoke emotion at all in me. What about Mariah Carey? I like Mariah Carey a lot. I think Mariah Carey is great. What about gospel? No, I just gospel don't. There's music. nothing. She's got a, a timbre in her voice that I don't like. What you don't like is her, her voice. voice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Okay. I have a DNA level reaction mm-hmm. to the tone of her voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The frequencies. Is like that's like saying you don't like. Which, by the way, oh, I don't either. I don't like. <laughs> I, if you gave me a playlist of. It would be like as if I, you know how they torture people in Guantanamo and they would play music so like just, if it was just nothing but the two of these men, I just find them both inane, inane. I can't, I can't. Oh my God. Okay. The secret stays with us here (laughs) and our listeners. I can just see it coming out and I don't want to make you a promise. I can't keep keep a secret. I said secret. <laughs> you can't. I think you can, but you cannot. I've learned you cannot keep a secret. <laughs> Fuck. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jory, learn your fucking lessons. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Art of the short. Art of the short. Art of the short. <laughs> Heart of the short. Oh, jeez. Heart of the short. <laughs> that was actually kind of tough. Heart of the short. <laughs> you guys, she's dancing with one shoulder and she's looking off into the middle distance. <laughs> that shoulder was really popping. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I, didn't, I didn't know what my body was doing. I was just expressing. <laughs> <laughs> Just some different viewpoints for you. Well, this is quite beautiful. So this looks like it is a multi-textured mm-hmm. piece. Mm-hmm. So it looks like maybe it's a watercolor or something. And I think they're mm-hmm. lilies. They're like red mm-hmm. lilies. Mm-hmm. 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 And then there's other texture of like um, leaves mm-hmm. is what they are, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I can't really, I don't understand what they're made of. It looks like paper that's on top of the paper with like this really beautiful like glittery um leaf it's like an embossed leaf pattern Mm -hmm. it's the beauty of the story she gets to be part of the process of selecting the cover for each different country's release oh that's cool and how every country has like totally different wants and needs and interpretations of her work and how to market it yeah and so there's like these images of four covers of the novel the vegetarian which came from this short story and they're so interesting to see how each culture interpreted it. They're, they're so cool. This must have taken you like a lot of time. It took some time and yeah. a lot of tools, as I said in the beginning. <laughs> some tools. And this sounds dumb, but like anyone that has d- done art, <laughs> um, which is all of our listeners, grab your paints, guys, <laughs> um, knows when you're trying to create depth or whatever. Yeah. I just, I was, it was hard because this um, lily that I was looking at for reference is this like pretty spectacular bright pink lily with a white spotty center. Yeah. So in the center where I needed to make it dark, it's actually white. Mm. So it was like these, this was a real challenge. (laughs) Um, It was a real challenge. It was a real challenge. It was really beautiful. Are you ready? I'm going to look. Oh yeah, I'm ready. Oh, is it a video? Yeah. Okay. Ish. Wait. Did you ma- What is going on? <laughs> it's a video, but it's, it's a video of, of a photo. Us. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cuz I have the same piece. Well, cuz I gave it to you. Yes. I'm so confused. <laughs> I know. Let me just explain. So, okay, okay. Bethany lived in China mm-hmm. and 
I sent her a package. I did this little craft of... So beautiful. It's, it's in my room right now. It's of Bethany's 30th birthday. <laughs> it's one of my favorite pictures of us. I pick, actually picked flowers from my gorgeous. garden, from my mm-hmm. yard, mm-hmm. and I put them into... By the way, flowers from my yard actually means like the little weed flowers that grow up in my grass. <laughs> I don't have like a beautiful garden. Um, anyways... So, and then I put the, I pressed the flowers in with this black and white photo of me and Bethany and I framed it and I sent it to her when she was in China. But the reason why I picked this is because we're blossoming flowers. Mm -hmm. The story made me think of like, I just related to it. And I think probably most women would relate to it in that like you. It's like the awakening. It's like Kate Chopin's The Awakening. Like to free yourself, you have to walk into the sea. Those feelings are there, Mm -hmm. but we... You know, you can also live a really beautiful life. Yeah. And just to, like, relate to her, like, we get to be that together and blossom and bloom and be be our full selves. That's really beautiful. <laughs> I think what's sweet about the sentiment is, like, we don't have to be placed in a pot necessarily because I think not only in our um, freedoms and in our privilege, but those freedoms and privilege allowed us all to, like, find each other and our friend yeah. group when we did yeah. and like that is a huge part of my blossoming and my oh becoming my god me who too. I am and like yeah me leaning into my freedoms and myself so yeah it's like if this young woman in the story had had friendships like that not to yeah. be like too saccharine or family about it, but yeah. yeah yeah I mean it could have changed the course of what options she saw for herself yeah yeah. So, so it's really anyways, beautiful. It makes me really thankful. And yeah, it's so I love beautiful. You. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> and don't of tell course. anyone that I don't like <laughs> or, or, or <laughs> <laughs> On the next episode of Art of the Short Little Shorties, we will read K-Hole Anaconda by Wilhelm Sitz. As always, a free link to this short story is in our show notes for you. We genuinely want to know what you make or what you think about this story and send it to us at artoftheshort.com. And then also follow the installation on Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, and Facebook at Art of the Short and be a part of the installation. You can see um, my 30th birthday photo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can see what we look like. Yeah. <laughs> bye. Oh, Bye. It's like you don't have the gene receptor for cilantro. Tastes like soap to you. No, I love cilantro now. I used to hate it. Well, you can't change your gene. I love cilantro. Your gene's your gene. No, I love cilantro. <laughs> no, I, I no, I love it. No, I love it. I fucking love cilantro, though, man. Love cilantro, hates <laughs> You heard it here, here hey. first, here first. Heard it this week. <laughs>